Hello friend, welcome to Habit Lab podcast. I'm Ivana, your friendly neighborhood habit enthusiast, and I went from being a community pharmacist to a habit coaching course creator, and let me tell you, it has been quite the ride. After interacting with over 100,000 incredible individuals throughout my career, one thing became crystal clear. Our habits hold the keys to a kick-ass life. And guess what? Master your habits and you have the power to design your life exactly how you want. In this podcast, we're diving headfirst into all things habits. We're talking, starting from scratch, handling those pesky setbacks and literally everything in between. It's like a buffet of habits, but without all the calories. Oh, and here's the best part. Each episode is short and jam-packed with actionable goodies. No fluff, just stuff you can actually apply to your life. Trust me, I have seen the magic happens when you put these ideas into action. So grab your favorite bevy, cozy up, or crank up the volume wherever you are, and let's get ready for this little habit revolution. Together, we'll uncover the juiciest habits that'll supercharge your life. It's time to make the most out of every day, and I'm here to guide you along this journey. So let's go. Hello, friend. If you have stared at an extensive list of must-do habits that are going to change your life forever, or you have ever felt overwhelmed with wanting to make a big change in your life and you thought, where do I even begin with this? This episode is for you. Now, while we are always looking to improve our lives in big and small ways, we do have to face the reality that we only have so much time and energy available to ourselves to actually make these changes. And when things seem really big and overwhelming, we get stuck and we don't know which way to go and we wind up doing not a whole heck of a lot. So in order to avoid that, in this episode, I'm going to talk about three proven strategies that you can take to actually find some direction and get you started on something and decrease that overwhelm that you're currently feeling. If you have ever read through one of those like 23 habits for 2023 or something like that. If that's not a title, it should definitely be one. We went through that really extensive list of the ways in which your life is going to be amazing. You probably had three different thoughts. The first one was that there's probably some super easy stuff on that list that you're like, is this even worth doing? And mentally you were like, we're going to cross that off. We're not going to do this one. And then there's stuff that seemed actually super beneficial. You're like, no, I can totally see how just doing this is going to make a big difference. And you're like, this makes sense to me. And then there was stuff on there that was kind of difficult, seemed super exciting, but you're like, I don't know who, who even knows how to do this. So these actually are the previews to the strategy that I'll be talking about to help you decrease that overwhelm and find a direction so you can get started on some kick-ass habits. So I'm not going to give more of an intro, we're going to dive right into it. I'll start with the easiest and simplest one to use, and then we'll work our way up. In this episode, I'll talk about what those three strategies are. I'll tell you why each of these have a place and why you should consider using them, and a couple of examples just so you kind of wrap your brain around what that actually looks like. Let's dive right into strategy number one, which is low-hanging fruits. As the name implies, these are like the freebies, things you don't have to work that hard for. And even though every bone in your body is going to be like, ah, I don't want to do this. This seems way too easy. There's no point. Don't. There are very distinct benefits to doing low-hanging fruits and keeping those around. First and foremost, it is simple and easy. And even though this is not something that we think about when it comes to building habits, the easier it is for you to do, the quicker it's going to take. And we're looking for things that are going to take and stick. So that's the benefit number one. The second one is that even though it doesn't feel like it, there actually is an immediate result or immediate benefit to you. It might not be a tangible one, but mentally you are getting quick little wins. And that quick little win will keep you motivated to continue on as it does take some time to see some tangible results. If we're just going on every day waiting for nothing that's not coming, it's going to be very discouraging. So any little win that you can kind of clock in, even if it's just like a mental little, damn, I did it, boom, that's going to keep you interested a lot longer. The third one is consistency. Obviously, we're going to have to keep doing this over and over, and it's going to be a lot easier for you to do something that is manageable. On our best days, we are going to feel like rock stars, and we're going to feel like we can do everything, and maybe on that day you can, but you're not going to have that day every single day. 
there's going to be a lot more days where things are going to pile up and it's just not going to be a priority or you're going to go through some kind of a change or whatever and you just won't be able to do it to the way that you want to do it having some low-hanging fruits that eventually actually become your baseline the things that you're like these are just the things i do now i don't think about them very much that still contribute toward the overall goal is going to be super helpful and the last thing is that it actually builds momentum at first you know it's going to take a little bit of effort but being able to clock in some wins being able to do it consistently is going to help you move towards the changes that you want to see and you can build them you can make things bigger but in the beginning you're going to need something to get you going so even though it seems like sometimes these small things aren't worth it they actually are a crucial part of building your foundation should not be overlooked so simple things that you probably were like ah, doesn't seem like it that important things like making a bed some people really love it they find that it's super helpful some people don't but find something that resembles that whether it's like taking your vitamins obviously you're not going to see a difference right away but do it anyways Drinking one glass of water in the morning is better to do that than to not drink any water if your goal was to do two liters a day or something like that, right? Read one page instead of trying to get yourself to do like 20 pages every single day. So small things seem like there's no point in doing them, but as you've heard what I've just said, you can easily scale all of that. It's just about starting small and like getting yourself going. The second strategy is finding those high impact habits. Now, these are like the most bang for your buck and it follows the 80-20 principle where 20% of your effort will yield you 80% of the results. Ideally, all the things you're doing should be yielding you results. But in reality, with the time constraints that we have and the energy constraints that we have, if you can pick just a few things to do regularly, that's going to move you along a lot further than trying to do 10 different things that are all supposed to provide some kind of a benefit that you don't have time to do on a regular basis. So the benefit obviously here is that A, you're getting results, but you're also getting the most bang for your buck in terms of energy and effort. And I was recently watching this video online. Um, it was this guy named Chris Cohn. I didn't look into him enough to know what he actually does. That's not the point. The point was he has a five hour morning routine. And given that morning routines are all the rage nowadays, everyone's trying to figure out the best combination of things that they should be doing in what order to be optimized. This guy has five hours worth of things he does every single morning. And I went through it, it was like cardio for 40 minutes. And then while he's doing cardio, he also meditates and reads and reflects. And I don't know what else he does. And then there's like two hours of weightlifting. And then there's an hour of like quality time with his wife where they work on their marriage. I don't know what that means exactly. Uh, one hour of breakfast with his family. And he's like, and that concludes my five hour morning routine. I get up at four. I'm like, that's amazing. Um, I am not functional at four. So something like that would not be feasible for me. And I think most of us can maybe dedicate an hour in the morning of getting ready, showering, eating, and like getting yourself together so you can run out the door. And that's probably very generous, even less probably. So if you only have, let's say 20 minutes in the morning to actually like be awake between you having to leave your house and whatever, get ready. That's all you had on your time. What would you do with that? What is that high leverage thing you can do that'll help you? And that's, some of it is personal. You'll decide what that is. And some of it is just finding things that you know will actually help you move forward. So I know it can be hard actually finding high leverage items to do. So here is a short list that I've created for you that are extremely beneficial for having a quality day and increasing your well-being. Number one is moving your body in some kind of way. You don't have to be sprinting or doing anything crazy a walk is fine, or even like stretching or something like that. Um, it helps you with like your actual functionality of your body, increases your mood, less soreness. We need to move. We are spending too much time sitting down. Being outside, fresh air, touching grass, it's going to improve your mood. It's going to better sleep. Like we need to be outside and see some actual daylight. I know I'm a vampire and I need to work on that more. Um, 10 minutes of distraction-free time, whether that is not being without a phone, whether that is just like sitting in silence or meditating or even just reading a book, something where you're not distracted, you're fully paying attention to whatever it is that you're doing. This will help you with creativity, problem solving, 
obviously with focus. And this is something that nowadays we are very much not doing a good job at anymore. Um, regularly connecting with people that you like. I know this one uh, seems kind of strange, but we are social creatures and we have been more isolated than ever in the last few years. And we intend you have to intentionally reach out to people, make time to see them, preferably face to face. It's going to make you feel better. We need that social connection, small thing, big impact. Um, fruits, vegetables, not that that's all you need to be doing, but I find generally we're just not eating enough of that kind of stuff. It energizes you a lot more than you think. Uh, your body really likes it and digestion is a lot better. And work on reducing your alcohol. I don't know about you, but I feel like a lot of people as they're getting a little bit older, you start to notice the differences of what your body can and cannot do the way that it used to do. And I feel like drinking alcohol is one of those things where like you notice that that sleep isn't how it used to be. You're not bouncing back the next day. Your mood is off. Your body's not functioning well. If that is something that you're already doing perfect, um, that's something definitely that's going to create some very positive benefits in your life. Again, these none of these things I mentioned are difficult. They just aren't things that you don't think about will actually get you some huge results, but they actually do. And we're going to hop into the last but most difficult one that is strategy number three, which is starting something that you are excited about. So as we talked about earlier, let's say you look through a list and you're like, this is kind of exciting and fun, but it seems a little bit more out of reach versus where you're currently at. Usually I would say, don't do things that are too difficult for you to do regularly because it'll be hard to keep up and that's going to be discouraging. There is a bit of a caveat. I don't know if I'm saying that word right, but the reason this actually is helpful is because, again, going back to habit building principles, the things that actually make us want to do a habit repeatedly is something that actually feels good. And being excited about something is incredibly motivating, whether that is, let's say you want to exercise, but you're like, well, I don't want to just go for a walk. I'm kind of interested in doing like long distance cycling. I always see people inside the road. Now it's summertime. I've seen a whole bunch of people riding their bikes. Like it looks so cool. You're going to realize very quickly once you get on that bike, it's not just pedaling. There's a lot more involved and it's a lot more strenuous. But if you are excited about it, the important thing here is that you're going to want to figure it out. When you're doing something that's difficult, you don't care about, you're going to lose that motivation to actually go through with it. If you're excited about it, if it's something that you're like, this is so cool, the challenge will be that it's not going to go away, but you're going to want to stick with it because you're like, you'll see that, oh, I can get through it. You'll believe in yourself a little bit more and you're actually going to enjoy the process of getting better at it. So usually my recommendation would be don't do it, but if it's something that's like really calling your name, I think you should go for it and you should try it. And if it becomes a little bit too, you know, more than what you bit off, you can chew. If it becomes you bit off more than you can chew, you can always just dial it back and kind of like scale it back a little bit. So those were my three different strategies that I have to recommend for you. That last one is obviously very specific. It could be, you know. So to give you just a couple of examples for that one, I kind of mentioned the fitness one. I found when it comes to fitness, we tend to gravitate towards things that seem very mainstream. So I'm going to hit the gym and there's so many ways for you to stay active, to enjoy the actual activity. And sometimes that actually means that you're going to have to learn something new. So if there's something that's calling your name and you're like, Oh my God, this seems so, I always wanted to do this. Go for it. You're going to suck in the beginning and that's fine. But if you're excited, you're going to be invested and you're going to want to figure it out. Even things like cooking, like I'm not the greatest cook, but I would like to learn. Well, should I start with the most complex thing? Probably not. But if something is calling my name, like I kind of want to attempt this, I'm probably going to be more motivated to keep retrying that same thing if I actually kind of enjoy the process of doing it. So if something is exciting to you, go for it and see where you go with it. So this summarizes my podcast for today. Um, to quickly go over, our first strategy was low-hanging fruits. That's easy stuff. It seems like it's not going to do much for you. Super beneficial in getting traction and getting you moving and just getting those quick little wins in that'll keep you mentally in the game. 
The second one is going for things that actually have a big impact. So you're not doing a lot, but the things you are doing will help you move forward and give you some tangible results. And our last strategy was doing things that you're actually excited about, whether it's a little bit too out of reach for you or it's just kind of complex to do. If you're excited, you're probably going to want to stick with it. And I'm sure you have probably put these things together already, but you can actually pile all of these together. If you want to do something that's fun and exciting, maybe pick a couple of small things to kind of sprinkle in in the middle to keep you in it so that you're not like overwhelmed with constantly kind of sucking in the beginning. And this concludes my episode for today. If you found yourself overwhelmed with making some kind of changes, see how these three strategies can be helpful in you finding a little bit more direction. As I said, you can combine some of these, all of these and see what you get. It's really more just about playing around with it and seeing the best way to get started on things. Once you're moving, you can easily adjust things. So thanks for tuning in. Have a good day. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Habit Lab podcast. I hope you found it as exhilarating as I did. But before you go, here are a few things I'd love for you to do. First and foremost, hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any future episode because I've got some incredible content coming your way and I don't want you to miss a beat. If this episode left you thinking like this is kind of cool, then don't keep that to yourself. Share this episode with your friends, family, and anyone else you know that likes to know about really cool things. Let's spread that habit love together and grow this podcast community. Oh, and if you're more of a visual learner, don't worry, I got you covered. You can catch these same episodes on my YouTube channel, Ivana and Music. Subscribe, like, and hit that notification bell to stay in the loop. Want to stay connected and get a glimpse of my daily adventures? Find me on social media, mostly Instagram right now, under the name Ivana and Music. Let's engage, share ideas, and continue this habit revolution. And for those of you craving the next level, head over to ivanaandmusic.com. Explore the catalog of courses and programs I've curated just for you. It's time to turn that knowledge into action and make those dreams a reality. Remember, my friend, an ounce of action is worth a ton of theory. So until next time, take care, stay awesome, and keep unleashing your habit superpowers. I'll catch you on the next episode of the Habit Lab Podcast. Keep rocking those habits.